Hey everyone, welcome to episode zero, I guess, of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarponito, and I'm normally joined here by Jack Cepeda and Colin Sparling. But today we've got something different and special in store for you. So we decided with South by Southwest and Spring Break going on, we'd dig into our old dusty archives and find what we've got that we haven't published yet. So we found an alpha episode, which you can gain access to by pre-ordering the final episode of our podcast. (laughs) Thanks, game industry. Uh, No, just kidding about the pre-ordering thing. So we have an early prototype episode that's never been heard before by any human ears except ours. And uh, we've decided, hey, you know what? We're going to publish it and we're going to see what you guys think to kind of show how far we've come. Because it's been 10 months since we recorded that episode. We recorded it in May of 2017. And that was, you know, while we were still kind of getting our bearings and figuring out what we wanted the show to feel and sound like. So we've definitely evolved a lot, hopefully. And, you know, we've kept what was good. And maybe you'll see that in this old episode. So enjoy the video game discussion. Enjoy the weird discussions about Limp Biscuit because I, I don't, I can't defend that. I really can't. But, you know, enjoy. Yeah, I got to say, guys, I am shocked and amazed that I'm the one man on this podcast that Frito Pie is a foreign concept. So I didn't realize you're both so cultured. I'm sorry, but I don't think we're cultured for knowing about dowsing chili <laughs> over a bag of Fritos. Like, there's just something. I don't know. I, I, I consider myself pretty uncultured swine, so. See, I love black beans in my burritos, but in chili, I just want just meat. More meat, mm. cheese, sauce, a little bit of sour cream, some jalapenos. I don't now, even do, you do the oyster crackers. Really? Where do you stand on, like, no. ground turkey instead of beef in your what? <laughs> Yes, get it's out. a thing. We've, it's a thing. We've broken his mind. Oh Colin, no! It's over. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Cows. I'm here to eat an animal, not a turkey. Ex- I don't know, dude. Wait, what? I don't know. My hold, mom makes hold, a night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Are you saying a turkey's not an animal? No, it is. But I'm saying it's not. A, it's not a real meal. It's, it's not, not a real, real meal. It's not a real food. Then what do you eat at Thanksgiving? Excuse me, yeah, Thanksgiving would like to speak with you. <laughs> I just. Uh, that's the one day I make exception. But no, nah, I, I try to avoid turkey. It's just a boring meat. Dude, white chicken chili. My mom makes white chicken chili. It's, oh my God. It's, I've it's, had white chili before. It was oh good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's probably chili. way healthier. Chili is it's my like jam. Heavy cream and all that, dude. But, like all mixing all that dairy with all that chili. Man, it's, like, it's just like a rock in your stomach. <laughs> oh gosh. Getting hungry just thinking about it. We should probably, uh, we should probably start that podcast though. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Chili. The chili minute has passed. <laughs> the chili, the chili, minute. chili five minutes more, more like. <laughs> yeah, more like. But yeah, uh, welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about nerdy media and the universe around it. I'm Robert Scarpnito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Hi, everybody. And I'm also joined by Colin Sparling. Bring Onimusha back. Hashtag bring Onimusha back. Onimusha. Hashtag- mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess we're just here to talk about nerdy stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll just uh, we'll leave that silence there. <laughs> I was expecting like an immediate response, like yeah, let's go, let's get into this. Because you don't usually add a question mark at the end of that question. <laughs> uh, like you're, you're like, 
I don't know. It's usually not like a huh. It's like kind of just like we just kind of assume. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I can speak only for myself. I'm very nerdy, and that's kind of the only thing I could talk about is nerdy stuff. So good thing I'm here, I guess. Yeah, it's the only thing I really know other other than, I don't know, random facts that nobody cares about. But I guess that kind of applies to this, too. Basically, I'm kind of a walking front page of Reddit. If it's on the front page of Reddit, there you I, go. Can, I can Perfect. speak on it. Okay, so we should probably do a take two of that then, huh? No, I, like, no we're going. Like, we're, rolling. we're going with that? That's it. Uh, yes. All right. Oh, yeah. Keep the Frito Pie train rolling. Oh, man. Man, we're like Limp Bizkit. We keep rolling, baby. Roll, 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 roll. Don't ever. I don't... <laughs> Colin... I don't ever want to hear that out of your mouth. <laughs> All right, that's the first, rolling, first ground rule of this podcast. You know okay. what time yeah. Is. Yeah, let, yeah, we're setting the yeah we're we're setting really dangerous precedents yeah. here. I'm, I'm quite concerned. This isn't the Wild okay. West anymore. There are laws. Yeah, we're civilized okay. individuals. You mean, you mean you don't mess with the the chocolate starfish? Don't do it. Don't <laughs> please. Oh, water. this hurts. This hurts. <laughs> Oh, no, that's how you know I'm a nerdy I white guy is because so I, I adore Limp Biscuit unironically. Mm, you're limping with the biscuit? Is that what you're saying? I do I'm limping with Oh my gosh. Your bandmates with the ma- biscuit. Your bandmates know about this. Hey, my guitar player loves Limp Biscuit just as much as I do. What? If not more. Oh. So I'll tell you, okay, I can't believe we're talking about fucking Limp Biscuit. Right but the first album was okay. The first album was okay. Three dollar bills, y'all. Um. Yeah, that one. Um, stuck and counterfeit. I actually rocked out to those in high school. Like I was yeah. rocking those songs. Like it's I liked stuff. Them. And then they just got big, and that song Nookie came out. And I think that just with a little bit of stardom that they had, because they were on MTV and everything, I just think that it just completely brought out um Fred Durst's complete just douchebaggery, and he just like flew off the handles and just went crazy. I mean, even his own guitar player Wes Borland like basically hated him, but they stuck together. You no, know, because it was a good business move for him, but his bandmates kind of hated him too. So I don't know. I hate I hated it after the second the second album, but that's all I want to say about Limbiscuit. I never want to talk about Limbiscuit ever again. Ah, dude, I could talk a lot of Limbiscuit for a good long while. So, uh, Colin, when you're not rolling, 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 rolling around in your Limbiscuit oh, records, uh, what are you doing? I'm gonna I'm hyperventilating right now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I play video games sometimes. I do that. Mm-hmm. Like what have you what have you been playing? Um, things. No. Uh, I'm playing. I've been playing. Uh, I've been all over the place. So I I've, I've been playing. Uh, I just started Yakuza Zero today. Actually, mm-hmm. finally. I know I've been talking about it like uh, off offline for quite a long time. Uh, but I finally got it. I just bit the bullet and paid like the fifty bucks for it or whatever because I just wanted it that bad. And so far, it's great. You feel like a badass Yakuza. Japanese gangster dude and you feel very powerful and you basically when you beat the shit out of people you feel like a super saiyan so my question for you is what's your favorite mini game and why is it the one where you cold call women and hit on them see I haven't gotten that far as to like being able to do that yet but I've played the karaoke mini game and that's pretty great (laughs) okay I just want to say to the viewers at home Jack made the most confused face to that question that I asked Colin. I'm sure I'm not the only one listening to you both talk and be like, WTF? <laughs> okay, hold on. Roll this back. So, yeah, let's, 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 let's go rolling roll this- back a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's, okay, so it's Colin, never this will be my last appearance. <laughs> okay, this Podcast, is Jack's guys. first yeah, and last my, appearance. This is my swan song here. All right, Colin, um, tell us a little bit about no, yeah, yeah Yakuza can, Zero. Can you roll it back a little bit? I got a question. So Yakuza Zero 
Is that on PS4? Yes. So, um, Yakuza Zero is the prequel to the Yakuza series uh, in the story, anyway. Um, the original is coming out on PS2. Uh, up in well, so there's one and t- one and two on PS2, and then three and four on PS3, if I'm not mistaken, and also five. And then there was also Dead Souls. But no, they did Zero for, um, I think Zero was a PS2 game. If I'm not, I, I could be wrong on that. But uh, Yakuza Zero is actually a remake uh, for PS4, I think. I think. A remake of um, what version? Uh, the, I think it was originally on a different platform. Unless I'm thinking, I, I could completely get this wrong. I know they're doing Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the original for PS4. And it's running in the same engine as Yakuza Zero. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Point being, Yakuza Zero is a prequel to the entire series, and right. um, okay. and so like a lot of people jumped on it at Yakuza Zero because like you don't really need to know anything previously about the story, um, because it's like before everything else happens, this is what happens to all the characters because um, it was kind of like a like a had like a small cult following on the previous platforms and never really became a huge thing here in the U.S. But uh, Yakuza Zero it actually sold pretty decently, I guess, on the PS4 because it, it reached a wider audience. And it's like an open world game. It's it's like a semi open world game. Uh, so it, like you get like wide open areas and things like that. Um, but from what I've played so far, you're like mainly just kind of like following a character around and like going here or there. I guess the game opens up the farther you get, but like you never. I don't think you completely have like free reign. It's not like a GTA where you can just hop in a car and go over to where right, I was going to ask. Want. It's not like GTA. So no, it's a little I'm more... thinking it's more like partitioned sections. I would assume, like, like kind of like, I, like uh, I said, like Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yes, that's actually a really good example. Thank you. Okay, um, so not not so much like Sleepy Dogs, Sleeping no, Dogs, <laughs> sleep the Sleepy Dogs, Sleepy Dogs. So sleep, all right, so it's also kind of like a combat simulator. Like combat plays a heavy role in it, and I've heard yeah, it described yeah. the series. I've heard it described as almost like a spiritual successor to Shenmue. Would you agree with that? Um, I haven't played Shenmue personally, but it definitely mm. has like a similar atmosphere. And uh, I would, I think the the combat does play similarly, where it's kind of like a button mash brawler, where it's like the you know you have like your, you know regular attacks, and then like your heavy finisher attacks, and then you have your grabs and your throws and all that. But of course, like in this game, you have like the super stylish finishing moves, where like oh, like your heat bar fills up is what they call it, and when it fills all the way up, you can do like a finishing move where you like grab a dude and like smash him against the wall, and then like punch him in the face and knock him out. Okay, or something sweet. like that and then you can like upgrade your character and get all these you know like flying kicks and things like that and then you can start flying kick people out the window and stuff like that it's developed by sega right yes it is developed by Se- it is developed by sega and you can like smash people into urinals and stuff right yeah that was that's a, see that's what i'm waiting mm-hmm. on i want to i want to see how many people's faces i can smash into urinals <laughs> and then see how many cute girls i can call over the over the phone um, but I will say so far the be- the best moment i've only gotten like an hour into this game mm. best moment i've had so far is like so you're like walking down this uh, this dark alley and you're like following this dude because you're supposed to go get drinks with him. He's like your buddy, I guess. He's in the same like clan as you. And uh, this random British dude, like they say like foreign traveler. That's his, like his NPC name. But he looks like some random British dude. Like he's like a fusion between like like Sherlock Holmes and like Johnny Depp. <laughs> and he's like he's like, well, hello, I have some advice for you. But the thing is, it's not like spoken like voice acted dialogue it's like texts it's like all text but with random like you know noises kind of like a legend of zelda deal but way more obnoxious mm. so like it's more like Whoa! 
Oh, oh, I have some advice for you. Like, it's just, it's so stupid. It's great. Yeah, it's, um, isn't the voice acting in the game, like, all in Japanese still? And they just kind of subtitle it and they yeah. move you to it. Yeah, I just got triggered exactly. there all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then your guy just walks away. He's like, non this car. And he just, just like, goes on his way. <laughs> Yeah, so but, no. with the question I asked him, I was referencing the, like, what, 75,000 minigames that you can play in that game? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can run your own whorehouse, which is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, that's a... You can run it? <laughs> that's a minigame. A, a yes. Japanese pimp in this game? Yes, you can. Whoa. Yeah, there's... And you can play pachinko, and what else? What are some of yeah, the other There's one minigames? where you kind of call girls and you hit on them, and, and, like, your responses to questions are, like, floating on the screen. And you need to shoot the right, right response. Um, and it, it's stuff like they'll ask you, how old are you? And you can be like, I'm 20. I'm 70. I'm trendy. And, hmm. you know, just silly stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, or I'm, I'm a peanut butter and jelly. Like mm-hmm. you identify as peanut butter and jelly or like something stupid like that. It would be like, oh, uh, and just like hung up the phone. <laughs> like, cause if you miss it, you just like, and he hungs up the phone. <laughs> he gets too nervous. Mm-hmm. And uh, Negative, dude, the game is so great. Meat popsicle. <laughs> I identify as a meat popsicle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? There's... Right, well, it sounds like crazy. It sounds cracked out. Um, yeah, it, I just haven't. I have not played near enough of it to give a great impression yet. But like, that's how I am in most things, to be honest. But uh, it is like, like I've been anticipating playing it for so long just because I love the over the top ridiculousness it's got going on because it, it reminds me of something straight out of like Japanese TV. So I'm mm-hmm. like super stoked. Yeah, Sega developed it, and you know they kind of brought in all their expertise with making Virtua Fighter and all those AM2 games. And I heard that yeah. oh, that just feels real tight in that game. So that's it, kind of the strength for it and the story. For sure. Yeah, the RCL, now you say it kind of looks a lot like Virtual Fighter too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack, what about you? What have you been playing uh, for the past week? Well, really nothing. I mean, I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but really nothing except Overwatch for probably the last 10 days straight. Mm. Just been and, going back to it. They had that anniversary event yep. going on. And that's kind of what I've been, what kind of drew me back and, I kind of rediscovered why I love that game so much and realized that ever since it did come out a year ago, like not, no uh, real first-person shooter has really uh, come even close uh, yeah. multiplayer-wise to Overwatch. So I've been, I've been on that train. Yeah, I've been, playing, I've been playing quite a bit of it, too, just because of the anniversary event. And I'm of two minds about it. Like, I'm kind of like, this is cool. You know, it's great that they're doing this. But the loot boxes are insane right now. They've just always been horrible, yeah. and I'm never going to... I don't know how much I've spent on loot boxes. It's more probably than the game cost itself, I can probably safely say. But it uh, it's such a good business move on their part, but so bad that like we literally call them disappointment boxes now. They're not loot boxes now. They're boxes of sheer disappointment and odious hatred. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been disillusioned with the loot box system for a while now. You know, I just, I mean, I think I was the one in our group of friends to coin that term disappointment box because it's just, it's, it's never good. You hit a certain point where they just kind of lose their, their sheen, their fun. And then when you spend 10, 20 bucks on something and you're just sad at the end, it's like, there's no lower low. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I actually, I remember, uh, I don't actually play Overwatch myself, but whenever my buddy's place and when I got there, he was playing Overwatch. He's like, Hey, Colin, you want to see me open all my loot boxes? And I'm like, oh man, sure. And he's like, look at this. Watch watch this. Watch lottery tickets. (laughs) Right. He's like, he's like, watch this is this is going to be give me a double of what I already have. Double copy, Mm -hmm, copy, mm -hmm, double, double, double. 
this is uh, one I really don't give a shit about. Double, double, yep. double, double. Super Colin. not rare double. Colin, Colin, let me tell double. you what is so great about getting doubles as well in those loot boxes is you get jack and shit for mm-hmm. that in terms of currency. You get like five gold, 15 gold. Like, yeah. what, what am I going to do with this? Wait, if you get a duplicate legendary skin, which costs 3,000 to buy, you get 200 gold. 200. 200. Yeah, yeah sir. Fix it. So, yeah, but, but like I said earlier, it is a genius, I think, business move on their part. I would yeah. love to see. They'll never make it public, but I'd love to see how much money they're making from those loot boxes. Oh, I know. It's a lot. But but the, I would say the anniversary skins, some of them are quite good. Um, it's a little hit or miss. It just depends on like your, your preference of character. I'm a symmetric player mainly, and her uh, new skin for the anniversary event is pretty awesome, pretty cyborg, and pretty cool. So it kind of looks like something more out of Diablo 3 than Overwatch. Yeah. Um. And then they have three new maps, three new arena maps for arcade mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, good time as always. Yeah. Have you played um, on any of them? All three of them. Yeah. yeah. I've been hitting. Okay. So let me tell you what I've spent way too much time doing. I'm in arcade mode, and um, as you may or may not know, when you complete certain arcade events, you get a loot box, right? Mm-hmm. This this veritable carrot and stick. And so I was trying to get the loop, the one loot box that you get if you win a one versus one. A one-on-one match and they they limit the character pool so what are there like 20 characters now or something uh, like it's like 24 maybe. okay 24 yeah anyways they limit they limit the one-on-one to i want to say maybe 10 maybe half of that you can be those characters and none of which are characters that i'm particularly good with mm. they're not they're not really characters i really play a lot and so it took me <laughs> probably like 12 matches of just punching myself in the face like i hate this i hate playing one-on-one just to get this stupid loot box yep. that's probably worth like real world like a dollar maybe i was just like why am i doing this it'd be easier just to grind out levels mm-hmm. and or just and more pay, fun or yeah, pay then, the dollar yeah pay the two dollars or whatever it is exactly but but i was like no i'm not gonna leave there's no loot box that's gonna be left on the table i'm gonna take this one they're offering this one i'm gonna do what i need to do to get this one here and so I finally, like, literally after, like, 12, 13 matches of just losing. And by the way, losing bad. Looking bad. Yep. <laughs> like, I was not performing well at all. It's not like these were close games. These were obviously, like, people that weren't very good either. And we were just looking terrible. And I was just the worst of the two most of the time. So finally when I did it, like, yeah, I, I kind of did my little strut. Got up on the table. Felt good. Like, all right. Got that. And then, you got, and then you get reported for feeding like me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah i i so, so yeah yeah i hated grinding for my 1v1 because um like i'm a support tank man you know so like i've been trying to get better at dps but man damage per second it, well you know dps characters like uh soldier yeah. all that um but man i just i like supporting the team a lot more and and it's fun and it takes its own skill set but it definitely does not develop the skill set where you kill people <laughs> You know, right, like, right. No, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah. It's tough to do that uh, with those support heroes. Like, you know, if if I were a DPS man, I'm sure one v one box would be like really easy to get, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll say this: this would kind of be my last thought on Overwatch right now. For one, I'm loving the game. Okay, it's reminding me again, like how great just Blizzard, a uh, great job that Blizzard did in in ex- executing on every level with this game, with the controls, the gameplay, the art design, the music character design overall just the just the entire flow of every game no no two games are the same and they're always and they're always fun they're always different ways to play with all the different characters all the different heroes so you really don't have to be great at a shooting game you don't have to be an awesome sniper to have fun in this game yeah you know and that's that's what i like about it i it's also like the literally 
the worst looking game on my computer because for whatever reason of all the dozens and dozens of Steam games I have, like it's the only one that doesn't support G-Sync or there's some bug in it with the graphics driver. So I'm seeing screen tearing like crazy, even though like I have NVIDIA graphics card, I have a G-Sync monitor and it's just not working, but I'm putting up with it. And, you know, even despite the fact that it's the worst looking game that I have on my on my system, I'm still playing it that much. So that, you know, is kind of a testament to how much fun it really is. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They just got off that free weekend um, for Memorial Day. They had like a three day free weekend. And I think the game still discounted, I think, 20 bucks off. But check it out. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of want to talk about um, Disgaea 5. <laughs> Which uh, they they re-released it on the Switch pretty recently, um, and it, now <clears throat> Robert, uh-huh. before you talk about this, yeah, I'm contemplating getting this one, so I need you to sell me on it. Okay, it's a pretty bad game. Um, I bought it expecting like a Mass Effect style game. Instead, it's like a turn-based <laughs> RPG. Like, what is this? Like, I didn't ask for that. No. So, um, is it like okay? Is it like grid-based? Yeah, it's a grid-based like tactics yeah. RPG. Um, the combat yeah. it, it feels really good, and this is coming from someone who's played a lot of like tactics style RPGs. Like, you know, Fire Emblem is a pretty big thing of mine. Um, and Disgaea 5 does it pretty well in that. So you can have 10 units out at a time, right? So, like, on turn one, there's, like, every map you get, like, your mother base, which is, like, one tile. And from that mother base, you can spawn up to 10 units, right? And you can put them all out on turn one, or you can, like, stagger it if you want. Like, turn two, you spawn maybe two more and so on. Um, but up to one time, you can only have 10 units out so far. And... um you know, they, they give you all kinds of units. There's a huge range. There's like, you know, uh, gunners, bow and arrow people, or like straight up, you know, fisticuffs or spells, you know, like pretty much every fantasy, like class you can think of, they have some kind of analogy to it. And, um, unlike other, uh, tactics RPGs where like you move your unit, they go there and then they attack and that's the end of their part of the turn and said, you can move your units however you want, like within their boundary, and then you queue up attacks, and then you execute it at the end of the, like, not even at the end of the turn. You can just hit the execute button when you want to. So That's pretty neat. Yeah, so it's the idea of, like, let's say you're fighting this one really tough dude. Um, if you can surround him with, like, three people with, like, melee weapons, and then, like, post up some gunners around him, and, like, you can have all five of them attack him all at once and wipe him. You know, so it's one of those games where you're kind of, like, setting up these cool combos and then watching them be executed. And uh, it's a game that plays on that very well, and it plays of that to the absurd level. So, like, you can do things where there are, like, pair attacks, where if you have two units side by side and, like, one of them's attacking someone, there's a chance that they'll pair up with the other unit next to them and do some really cool, like, flashy attacks that do way more damage. Like, for example, there's one where they both jump way up into the air, and then one of them kind of, like, body surfs on the other one and, like, comes crashing down, mm-hmm. you know, like... Robert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there relationships in this which affect how strong the attacks are? No, not not that I've seen so far. It's not a so it's not a waifu game. <laughs> so from what I've heard about the Disgaea games is that like the story is just like absolutely absurd, like just stupid. Mm. And it's like it's like, oh, this guy stole my bowl of ramen. Now we're gonna start an entire war over it or something like that. <laughs> I mean, so far the story seems like your typical RPG, like, oh, there's a big bad bad guy and he's trying to take over all the universes. The whole world. Yeah, yeah so we've got to save the universe now. Just this ragtag group of yep. of anime characters and they, they uh, you know, tore down our hometown and daggone it, we're going to go get those guys. Yeah, kind of. It, it's pretty much that. Um, 
that's what I'm seeing the story as so far. But it's definitely the kind of game where like you're not playing it for the story, you're playing it for like it's your game that you have to grind cuz like you can literally go up to level 9999. Whoa. Like that's your character level, you know. It's it's a game where it's just like wow. all about breaking limits and like, you know, just I have 1 billion HP. What do you have? <laughs> kind of a thing. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um but the the best part, the absolute best part of this game hands down like i would i would pay 60 dollars just for this feature alone okay so you can recruit units right and you can name them whatever you want but they also have mm-hmm. like a preset database of random names oh man oh it gets better so <laughs> so you can randomize it every time and you know they have like your typical names like you know marie justin billy joseph right you know english like, names yeah or, and they have a couple like japanese style names too but I was making this like a male monk and I was scrolling through the names and I ran into upper Cuticus. <laughs> what? <laughs> the official mascot of tiny disc.com. Yeah. Upper, upper Cuticus. <laughs> so let, let me. Wow. Please tell me that they actually like say the name within dialogue. Since it's a preset, <laughs> well, so you get oh, you get main characters, I know, right? You you gotta like record that, right? Yeah. You're gonna write that on paper. Yeah. I mean, they give you they, like so you have main characters who are like in, in integral to the story, and then you can hire like recruits for your army, but they aren't integral to the story. Like they won't come up in dialogue. You can just spawn them. Um, so all the main characters they they're already named for you. You can't name them, so their voice comes up and all that. Uh, but these recruits, man, these names that you can generate are amazing. And they just don't make sense. Like, I have a female monk right now whose name is Hips Don't Lie. And oh that's, that's a pre-generated name. I did not write Dude, that. So, hold on. I don't want to go over this too soon, but is Uppercuticus, does he just look like Mike Tyson? <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he just looks like this like scrawny little like 12-year-old who's anime, but he's anime buff. And is like, I could beat you up, but you know, you're looking at him, it's like, dude, you're twelve, but you know, he totally he totally could beat <laughs> oh, you up. Okay. He'll uppercut you I'm into dissonance. the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome name. <laughs> I know, right? Uh so I mean, obviously the names thing isn't like the one thing to sell you on it, but it's pretty freaking sweet. Is this like a five hundred hour game? Oh yeah, you could probably put that many hours into it, honestly. Okay. Um, Cause you like, there are so many systems. Like I'm still overwhelmed and I'm maybe like six, seven hours in. And usually by then you kind of have a good grasp on like the basic systems they teach you in RPGs. But man, it's so overwhelming. Cause like you can have two weapons and three armors equipped on one person, but each of those weapons and pieces of armor can have five different like attributes equipped onto them. Right. Right. And then like Diablo. Yeah. And then there's just a huge library of all the, like, you know, traits you can get and then you can fuse the traits together to make them stronger. And it's like, it's a lot to deal with all at once, you know, when, when like you're not being eased into it. Yeah. Disgaea, I grew up as a person growing up with Final Fantasy tactics. That's mm-hmm. kind of like my holy grail, you know, of, of tactics fighters. But Disgaea was always kind of on the periphery for me. And yeah. I just, I knew certain things like, okay, they have these weird looking penguins, right? Yeah. Prinnies. Okay. And, um, yeah, they're pretty. Okay. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. And, and it looked cool, but it looked like a real deep dive, mm-hmm. you know, for me. So they've made five of them. So, they, you know, they're kind of like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are buying them. They're doing well. So no, um, Prinnies are like interesting. So they have this mechanic in the game where like if you you can throw your units. So like you can use one unit to throw another one to expend that first unit's turn, but to give that second unit more like range. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
but when you throw a printy, they explode. Okay, wait. We throw the penguins and they just explode. Just, they're just grenade penguins. Yeah, the grenades what? and they do oh half. They do half of their maximum HP and damage. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Wow, yep. that sounds cool. incredible. It's incredibly okay. violent. No, okay. So, I, I just, I just thought of this. So, they're back in the day, back in the dark days of when I played a lot of flash games on the internet. Remember flash games? This can only end well, but yes, yes. So there was a game. Don't remember what website it is. It could have been like Newgrounds or something like that. There was a game. It's called Punkomatic. Hmm. I don't know if any of you guys, either guys, have you guys have played it? Nope. Mm-hmm. But nope. so it, it was this game where you would you would just have like these generic riffs and stuff that you could play with and just make like a punk song out of it. But it would have these little side cutscenes with this really edgy dude in like a trench coat and sunglasses and like a goatee. Like, yeah, what's going on, man? Welcome to Punkomatic. Like all this stuff, and like, but alongside him was a penguin that looked a lot like the the Prinnies from Disgaea, some from the Disgaea games. And I'm pretty sure it was. So you're telling me that there was a Flash game on the internet that didn't have wholly independent ideas and (laughs) art design. I know, surprise, surprise, right? (laughs) But the but the thing was, dude, the dialogue was hilarious. So you know, the guys would be like. Whoa, man! I'm not feeling so good. What the hell was in those brownies? And the the printy be like, "You are freaking out, dude." Okay, here like, here's the thing. No, <laughs> so printies always say, "Dude," like there's there's a Japanese trope where like you know cutesy characters would ever say like a, a certain phrase, you know, like on every sentence. You know what I'm talking? Mm-hmm. Like Colin, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, and Jack, do you, are you aware? So yeah, for for printies, it's dude, <laughs> just D O O D. So it confirmed, theory confirmed it was a printing. Theory totally confirmed. Yeah. I'll have to pick absolutely. I'll have to pick up that game. Was it Punkomatic? Yeah, yeah, you can just play it in your yeah, browser. I'll look for it on the next Steam so, sale. Wow. Yeah. Pr- you know, Prinnies, <laughs> after that story, Prinnies might be my spirit animal now because I say dude way too much. Yeah. It's it's same dude. Amazing. <laughs> like when you when you kill one, they're like, no, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just ad nauseum, just at the end of everything. Yeah. That's their the way they end, that's funny. Sometimes that's their Pikachu. Yeah, sometimes they start a sentence with dude. But yeah, it's great. Dude, it, it's their deus ex machina. I like that. That's good stuff. I like that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend it. It's a good game to pick up on the Switch, especially because I think it really speaks to that whole like pick up and play kind of gameplay. You know, it's like you bring your Switch with you, you play like a map or two, and then, you know, go off with the rest of your day. Awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, been playing anything else? Um. So I didn't get too much time with it, so we can only spend a little bit of time, I think. But the Arms Test Punch was live this weekend. Did any of you guys get a chance to? Well, I know. No, Jack, I didn't. But I would like to. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the uh, curb here with that one. But it yeah. looks cool. I did get to see it at uh at a uh, Pack South mm. in San Antonio. I got to. I was one of the first people that got to see it. I think the graphics look good. Yeah, I agree. Yes, the art style is really good, and that new character is like, what is what is twin, what is uh, twin tell? do? Yeah, they're doing like the whole bootylicious thing with all the characters now in Nintendo, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what? But, uh, Wait, what? What are they? Yeah, doing? like Nintendo is giving all of their characters like just insanely big butts. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's just the thing oh, they gloss over. They learn from Dude, Blizzard, then Robert. Yeah, it sounds exactly. Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, it was like they're tracerifying everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so anyway, maybe you can confirm what I've heard. So, what I've heard about the game is that it's pretty decent. Like it's the gameplay mechanics are pretty good. Motion controls aren't the greatest. A lot of people prefer like a pro controller or something like that. 
So I only got to play it with motion controls because I only got to play two matches. One, the tutorial oh. one. And then the oh, second wow. one, after being in queue for like 30 minutes and having to restart oh, queue all the time. Oh, was it like the, the test fire where you only got like an hour? Yeah, you only got an, an only an hour of lifetime. Oh, man. Um, because you know, if it's two hours, you just won't buy the game. Yeah, and I, I mean, they spread it out. Like, there's like three hour long sessions on Saturday and like things like that. Um, wow. But yeah, it was impossible to find a match. Like, it'd find a match and then be like connection error. So it might just be an issue with my uh, Switch's connection to Wi Fi, maybe. Um, Is this developed by Nintendo? Yeah, it's in house. So this is a new IP. So they're going IP crazy now with Splatoon and now ARMS. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and uh, ARMS, I think it has potential. Because it's very charming. Like, I was very not receptive to the game at first, but I found it to be very charming after playing it and kind of thinking, like, oh, these characters are kind of, like, cool and fun. Um, I don't see it being a $60 purchase for me, though. I will right, say... that's my concern. Yeah. So, the motion controls, to speak to your question, Colin, I felt like it was pretty good. Um, like, I was kind of surprised that I liked the motion controls as much as I did, because that's what I first started with. Like, I thought... Let's play the game as Uncle Nintendo wanted it to be played, right? Uncle, Ni- Uncle Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, because at E3, you know, they were like, oh, you can punch, right? Like, you can actually move your fist and punch. So I thought, okay, let's do it. Let's punch some air. Um, and it works pretty well. I think it, it was because um, it's very simple, you know, in terms of controls. Like, it's not so complex that you need to do very precise motions to get everything right. Um, so I thought it played pretty solidly and I never felt like, oh, dang it. I didn't want to do this, but the controller thinks I'm doing that. You know, the day, right. the game is going to live and die on its motion control. I feel like, I mean, that's the way they're marketing it. That seems to be, you know, they developed it with this system in mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So how complex yeah. are the moves? How many moves are there per character? So, um, per character, it, it's not as much. I mean, like your character does change things like how high you can jump or like, mobility essentially and they each each have special moves they each yeah well they each have different arms that do different things okay um and when you're when you're playing it like there isn't that much to do like if you want to start strafing right you move both of your controllers to the right strafing left both to the left and so on like if you tilt both controllers left right or backwards like your character will strafe that way um cross the two controllers into each other and you're guarding punch with both of them at the same time and you grab and then punch one at a time to punch and you can you can curve your punch too so it's not complex i wonder if it'd be a game that would be fun to play on a controller or not or whether it just feel like another arena battler um so when i was listening to uh the kind of funny games cast and they actually got a chance to 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 demo arms uh let me uh, pick up that name you dropped there for you here yeah (laughs) Anyway, um, so they when they talked about it, they said the motion controls were pretty decent, but uh, they had a, a preference for the controller, actually, like a pro yeah. controller or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I guess the pro controller controls are pretty solid. I don't know how exactly they work, but, they, I mean, they can't be too bad, I, I would assume. Um, and I mean, yeah. they're doing another test punch this weekend, like this upcoming weekend. So, Colin, you have a chance to play it. Jack, I don't know if you have any friends who own a Switch you can like Ooh. hang out with or something that... I don't know anyone that owns a Switch. No, yeah. I'm Switchless. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be on the sidelines. I mean, like I said, when Mario comes out, I'll be I'll be kind of really looking at it. And I saw in the news also recently that Nintendo's upping the production mm-hmm. of the Switch. Switch. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're doubling it. They're going to be using all those uh, all those 
uh, manufacturing plants that they're um, freed up now since they discontinued the NES Classic. So, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, you know that thing that was no one wanted at all. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want one. Now, my final word on ARMS as of right now is I'm going to be really disappointed if they don't make an Inspector Gadget DLC. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see what the licensing for that is. Like, who even knows? Who who would even, even know that Inspector Gadget? I don't even know. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. that would be funny. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what would sell me on arms. Put Little Mac in that motherfucker. Yeah, that I, you cool. know, I don't know how I'd feel I thought they were about gonna that. Do that. Oh, I know exactly how I'd feel about it. Awesome. <laughs> well, because so all, all these characters, right? They have like weird arms. Like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, one has ramen arms. The other one has like spring arms. Like. I don't. I don't want to see a boneless little Mac flailing his skin. No, no, like, no, no. Little Mac would just be little Mac, but he would do the punches, and then like these drones or something would <laughs> fly out and represent. Oh my god! You know, he, like, no, his, no, no, I don't, no. Want, I don't want little Mac's arms to be like linguini or anything like that, or be stretching like. <laughs> no, that. he would be. Like, he would, dude. He'd be little macaroni. Duh. <laughs> okay, that's it. It's over. Cut. Cut. I, I laughed way too hard. At that. <laughs> Dude, it would just be like a bundle of macaroni as his arms. Oh my gosh! No, but because like Rob, I mean, they're already doing the whole noodle thing. I can't believe they're making like a boxing game, right? This is a boxing video game. Yeah. When's last time that even has that even mattered or been a thing? Like Fight Night, what two thousand five on Xbox three sixty, like the first one. Like yeah, yeah, when is we talked about boxing? Right, like the the last Wii Sports, they made another punch out game. They made another punch out game for Wii. Put Little Mac in there. This is an opportunity. Come on, Nintendo, you're developing the game. You own the you own Little Mac license. Get them in there. DLC or or Donkey Kong or some other classic Nintendo characters would be cool too to see. Mm -hmm. um, Little Macaroni. Little Macaroni. Hashtag Little Macaroni. (laughs) Nice. Um, Colin. Sound bites. (laughs) Colin, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about that you played? I wanted to I wanted to talk talk about uh, Rodeo the Sky Soldier. Mm. So Rodeo the Sky Soldier isn't like a very well known game or anything like that. It was a game I picked up uh, this past weekend when I was back home. Uh, they had a copy for Nintendo 3DS for like twenty bucks. I was like, eh, why not? Because it was like a soundtrack, and I heard the game was pretty decent. Um, but I had heard about previously they they came out with a Wii U version, and it looked like a pretty fun game. But the cool thing about the Wii U version is it came with a Wii version like in the box. Huh. So like it was the it was odd. So I was like, I was curious about the game. So I was like, ah, 20 bucks isn't that big of a deal. And it's, it's brand new. And I feel like it's going to be one of those more obscure games in the future. So I was like, why not? So, cause my, you know, my collector sense went off, I guess. Um, so I've been playing the game and the game isn't bad, but so it's, you're playing it on the 3ds and it's obviously it's in a 3d space, right? So you're like, you're doing a lot of the mechanics is like, you're doing jumping and you're flying forward. So the way it works is you're hitting the A button, you're jumping upward, and then you're hitting, and then it shows you like a cursor, like uh, like a like an aim, you know, you know what I mean? A crosshair. Is this a is this a shmup? Is this a shoot 'em up? No, no. So it's just like it's like a uh, a 3D adventure game, I guess you would call it, or like not necessarily a shooter. It um, so like you you shoot up into the air, and then you have like a crosshair. And then, like, you aim it, and you hit the A button again to tell you your character where to go. So, and it almost, like, attacking is kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog, where it's kind of like the whole lock-on thing, and you, like, just bounce into the thing, and it breaks it, mm. or, like, kills the enemy. But the problem is, when you're on the ground or, like, in the air or whatever, there's no C-stick support. Oh. Oh, no. So, there, 
so you're running on the ground. You're like, why can't I turn the camera with this second stick that is on my 3DS right now? Well, calling it a stick is generous. It's a, it's a little, it's right. a nubby. It's a nub. Yeah. But it's, it's, it does the job for the most part in some games. You know, the, the, the closest thing you can get is that stupid mechanic where you hit the trigger or whatever and it just like centers the camera behind your character. So, granted, you're not spending a lot of time on the ground, but it's really frustrating when the only time you can turn your character with an analog stick is up in the air. Mm. Like, you can only turn your camera when you're up in the air. It's So it's like the stupidest, most working thing. And I guess the, the point I wanted to come at, come, out, come at with with that was like, I just, the more and more I, th- I play action games on the 3DS, I really just don't think they work on that handheld. They just don't work that way. There's so many other things I would rather be playing an action game on than the 3DS. Yeah, I think I can Let me ask that. this. Just to confirm here, is this game on, are you playing it on 3DS? Are you playing it on Wii, Wii U? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did mention all three consoles. I am playing it on 3DS. Um, okay. Yeah, because I picked up the 3DS version, which came the came with the soundtrack. But yes, they okay. did make it for Wii U. I'm not sure if it's a direct port or how that works. I have to look it up. Can I talk um, about this real quick for a second? What's up? So this is just such a weird game. Like, I remember when it came out, it looked interesting to me. It was, it's Japanese developed. It just had kind of, like you said, like that collector kind of itch. I was like, oh, this could be something. This could be a cool thing to have. Yeah. I mean, it's an NIS America game. Yeah. And um, it's just so weird. I don't know, Robert, how much is about this game that you know, but it was released on Wii U. Okay. And it Wii U packaging with the blue box branded Wii U, but it also came with the Wii version in the case. Right. Right. And and the Wii version, the, and so both discs are in there, right? And the Wii U plays Wii games and Wii U games, obviously. So the both versions play completely differently. The Wii version has touch or has motion controls, right? Which is which is the way the game was meant to be uh, played. But for whatever reason, the Wii U version does not support the motion controls. So the developer of the game publicly came out and was like. Do not play the Wii U version of this on Wii U. Play the Wii version on Wii U. This is how the game was was meant to be played. It's like such a okay, cluster. Okay, this I didn't know. Yeah, what? it's such a total cluster. He's like, buy this Wii U game, but we put the disc in there because we don't want you to play the Wii U version. <laughs> we want you to play the Wii U. It changes the way you aim. It changes the way you maneuver. And why not just put it in the Wii U version? Who knows if it was like a budgetary thing or or, or what happened, but it's total mess that, up. And, but it sounds it like I need to cool buy game. that. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like it sounds so like it's going to be super rare. It's so crazy, but but it is yeah, wild. It's, it's it's one of those just weird quirks in the long road of just bizarre happenings in in Wii U land. You know that whole console and everything yeah. around it is just so bizarre and so so strange and so one off. So right. yeah, Rodeo the Sky Soldier, check it out. <laughs> I will I will say no, like I will say that like as as weird as those controls are i mean they take some getting used to but once you kind of get the hang of it it's not too bad it's actually kind of fun and the characters are like really quirky the funniest part about that game though is so it's like there's like i forget the the female character's name but there's this female character that talks to you and like oh you know she's one of those girls like hey go to this objective or like hey this is where your next mission is you should do this well in the options menu there's an option to turn up or turn down how much she talks. Oh, God, no, <laughs> please don't. Wait, like frequency or volume? <clears throat> frequency. Whoa. <laughs> what, are, so what, are, says, what are the options called? She, it says, like, in the description. So it's, like, just minimum and maximum. Oh, but it okay. says in the description that it's, like, um, you, uh, it's, like, so move, move, this, uh, move this bar to the right if you want uh, so-and-so to talk more. But I'm not sure if you want this. So be really, really careful about your choice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> or whatever, like. <laughs> 
it's weird. like super, it's like great because <laughs> nobody wants that super annoying thing so like the whole man. you know and like the ego raptor videos like mega man mega man uh, yeah like things like that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> those are called hammer joes but yeah uh, it, it's a pretty decent game so far i like it though for real though um and then like one over one other pretty quick thing but so i just want to talk about this game's packaging so trails of cold steel have you guys heard about this game i feel like i have wait Is wait it, are we talking about a different game yeah yeah the legend of heroes trails of cold Steel. yeah i've, I've, I've heard never of heard of series. it series and so it's a, it's a pretty pretty good jrpg series and a lot and it's got a pretty like hardcore like underground following like a lot of people swear by it everyone that plays it says like the series is great so i picked up the first game for vita and so here's the thing so the first game they have like a special edition right and it's called the lionheart edition has like this fancy box comes with like a an art book and like a pin well the cool thing is and this is how they get you so you open this box and you pull out the art book and then there's the game so you pull out the game in this box and then behind that is a placeholder so you open it and inside is like the, the collector's pin they give you but it's also a placeholder for you to put the second game in the box when it comes out uh, what are they just so gonna mail you a sleeve <laughs> for the disc <laughs> So there, it's no. So like, what what consoles? So, I got mine for Vita. It's also for PS3. Both of them, both of the games. So the second game is already out, and I bought the second game, and it just fits snugly right in the box behind the first game. So you put it all in this nice little like fancy foil holographic box, and with this art book, and you just close it up, and it looks really nice on your shelf. And I'm like. Damn, that's how you do pie- packaging right there. That's, that's so satisfying. That's marketing yeah. for you. Yeah. They got you. Like, they got you. I'm, I, don't even, I don't even know how soon I'm going to play both of these games, but I know it looks nice on my shelf because I yeah. got both of them in this fancy little box. They bias. don't care if you ever play it, Colin. I'll tell you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I know. that's part of the charm, you know? <laughs> I know. They, I've they never heard of hard. it before. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's. I've played a little bit of it, and the convict system is uh, pretty unique. It's worth checking out for sure. Right. Play yeah, a presumptuous approach, I think. Like, you know you're going to buy one more. <laughs> You know exactly. It. We I'm, know it. You exactly. know it. I mean, if you're shelling you out for a collector's edition, like you're probably more of a fan than most. Probably. Yeah. I only paid, I think, thirty thirty bucks for that collector's edition. Fair enough. The last collector's yeah, so. edition of anything I bought was Fallout Four a couple years back, or was it just last Same. year? Two years. And uh, two years ago, yeah. And uh, I I redeemed the code on Steam. And the button broke on the Pip Boy, the plastic replica Pip Boy. There was a button that broke; it just popped down. It would never come back up. And I, I like, think, I think I mine something happened to the same thing on mine, dude. Awesome. Like, no, I, is it the, was, like the little black thing on the top there or whatever? I can't remember. Is not a high quality uh, no, piece of no, there at all. But anyways, uh, and then what else? Oh, and then I really liked the poster that it came with, so I kept that. Right. So I put all of it on eBay, minus the poster, broken button, no game, by the way. Just, just everything else. And what did it cost when it came out? A hundred dollars, I want to say, something like that. Sold it for like two hundred dollars on eBay, <sighs> without the game, broken button, no poster. That's how crazy people were at that time about yeah. collector's edition stuff. And I kind of said to myself, unless it's Blizzard uh, games, I'm probably not going to be buying collector's editions. You know, anytime soon. Blizzard seems to get it right, mm. in my opinion, with with Diablo, with World of Warcraft. Um, I didn't buy the collector's edition of uh, Overwatch, but. You know, so it wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah, that that, that soldier statue, like that, was kind of like an ill-conceived, uh, real like you know marquee item to put in there because how many people are going to main one character? You know yeah, that that yeah. one particular I, character. I think. Um, <clears throat> so we we're like we're kind of like at we we're at this weird thing with collector's editions now, where like all of them just come with like some form of statue, and that's usually like all it is. Like you can usually just expect that a collector's edition is going to come with some sort of statue. And it's like, 
it's to the point now where like I think uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War has like a two hundred or so dollar collector's edition that just comes with like this really nice statue. But it's like, dude, I really like I don't really care too much about a statue. Like, yeah. give me something, give me some cool knickknack that is good. Like, uh, one that comes to mind is I think it was Infamous Two. Infamous Two comes with uh, Cole a. Uh, like Cole's backpack, like a replica backpack. That I Cole got the one with the, the beanie. <laughs> yeah, see, the yeah, infamous second son comes with uh, the dude's beanie from the, I forget his name. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. tell you what I love now, collector edition wise, <laughs> when it's like a two hundred dollar collector edition doesn't even come with the game, like the latest Halo or whatever it was, Battlefield One. Yeah, that it doesn't even come with the game. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, there's a lot. Yes. It's a thing now, they're, and they're expensive. And you don't even get the game, and it's a collector's edition. Like, what are you? What are you even doing with your life? But you know what's sad about it is, I guarantee you, you know, uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of market research went into those coming out to market, and they determined they could sell them, mm-hmm. and you know, people will buy them with or without the game. That's the crazy part about it. Yeah. So yeah, and and then we get down to like the whole stupid thing with like gold editions that Ubisoft does nowadays mm-hmm. with like the season. It comes with like the season pass and like extra DLC. But then they also have the, uh, what is it, like the day one edition or whatever that still comes with DLC, but it costs you a little bit more. It's like $100 for the gold edition, but then it's like it's like 70 or 80 for the, the day one edition. And then, like, I just saw recently the new NBA game that's coming out by 2K. They have the, it's called, they had the legendary edition, and then they had the legendary gold edition <laughs> jesus what? legendary gold day one collectors edition. it's like a hundred and twenty dollars i'm like why you know i mean well, it's a complicated issue we're bringing up now but game development is only getting more expensive and companies now are just working at how can we extract the maximum amount of money per player really mm-hmm. you know season passes are a result of that i remember a time when a game just came out and guess what it was done and whatever bugs that it shipped with, they were just there forever. You can't update them. They weren't, you know, there wasn't any season pass. There wasn't any. Uh, I, I, what I really hate is where you had, like, scratch off the code in the Xbox 360 game just to unlock multiplayer, like in Mass Effect oh, 2 or something. Oh, yeah, the online like passes. That. Yeah, yeah, that yeah was the to, online passes. Yeah, because if you bought the game used then, then you would have to pay, what, another shell out, another $15, $20 yeah. to get multiplayer. Like, well, you know what? When you do that to me, like, I just it just makes me not play your multiplayer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, like I actually uh, the most recently I experienced that I got a, a used copy of Tekken Tag Tournament 2 and that had an online pass and I thought I'm going to play the online in that one. But it's funny that you mentioned Mass Effect 2 though because my first experience with Mass Effect 2 or Mass Effect uh, my buddy actually got me Mass Effect 2 for my birthday one year but it was a used copy. And so uh-huh. I, I didn't know anything about the Mass Effect games. That's so I went back one. and just like right so i went back and bought the first mass effect digitally just to play through it and uh then i got to the second one it was like oh hey you want the cerberus network online features you have to pay 15 bucks for this online pass i'm like are you kidding me so So of course you know being me the being the gullible child that i was i bought it yeah and i was like just to have that second monitor open on the main menu oh man yeah that that one was like especially nefarious yeah because they make you look like you're only getting half the game like on the title screen right yep that one was really, really yeah. sneaky. Um, did you play a lot yeah. of it? Mass Effect 2? The multiplayer. Uh, the, the multiplayer as in... Did you play a like, lot of it? Wait, there was multiplayer in Mass Effect 2? You mean 3? I'm sorry, 3, yeah. Mass- the one that you... Yeah, well, I, I played I played a little bit of the multiplayer in 3. I bought that one brand new, so I didn't have the problem like I did the first time. But 
I, I did. No, I no. Was, what I'm saying uh, is the multiplayer pass that you shelled out for when you were a gullible kid. Did you end up playing a lot of it after paying for it? Oh yeah, like what? I don't even remember what it all entailed because I know you get like the Cerberus Network thing and it give you like some DLC. I can't remember what did it give you. Yeah, it gave I, you like some gear or something. Yeah, it wasn't a multiplayer game. Yeah, but it, there was a DLC for it. It was something like was that. Crappy. Yeah, but I remember shelling out like fifteen bucks for it. I mean, of course, and then I played a little bit of the online in, in 3 after I got... I think that still had the online pass thing going on. But I was, like... I Dude, I was so glad when EA's like, nah, we're done doing the whole online pass thing because they were, you know, trying to hit hard against used game, the used game market or whatever for the longest time. Yeah, but now they have the whole, you know, the gold edition tiers and everything else. So it's stupid. You know, I like CD Projekt Red's kind of um, philosophy on it. They They say... Make a game so good that people will want to pay for it, which is exactly what Witcher 3 was, in my opinion. Yep. And they right. put it out DRM-free. Mm-hmm. There's no one stopping people from from going out and pirating that if you want to. But the game is that good that you would be like, you know, they deserve a little bit of money. You know, it's one of the best games of that year that it came out. Yeah, I agree on that one. Yeah, I still haven't played it. Mm. Oh, do it, Colin. Do it. It's it's. I have it sitting on my shelf for my PS4 right 200 now. 200 hours of awesome. Built. Yeah. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to kind of talk about our little bit of news uh, that we have lined up before we wrap it up for tonight. So um, uh, did you guys see that Far Cry 5 has been announced? Oh, did I? Yeah, how could you not? I mean, you can't. If if you follow anything that has to do with gaming and you've been on Twitter the past week, it's it's hard to avoid. Yeah, uh, for many reasons. Um, They dropped a couple trailers. Well, they dropped like one big trailer, right? Uh, Last Friday. And they dropped like three character like monologues, you know, of like three people Mm -hmm. that you're most likely probably going to interact with at some point in the story. Yeah, they're probably going to be like shopkeepers or something or, you know, sell you upgrades. Yeah, something like that. Um, And it kind of fleshes them out more to, you know, make them more than just the name that you talk to. But it's been kind of getting a lot of controversy because religion, TM. Uh, so the story of it so far is basically a religious cult, right? Like there's father Joseph who's, you know, like we'll bring you salvation and you will come with us whether you want to or not. And then you see people with guns taking people hostage and dragging them into the church. And then some dude baptizing and or waterboarding a woman. Whoa, really? What? Yeah, in the trailer. Did you? Oh, uh, well, I saw him dunking her, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, it was like, is that a baptism or is that a waterboard? It's like a torture? forced baptism, yeah. yeah. It's not doesn't look like the it's way. It's like the beginning of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, though. Is like, it's like this this twisted form of baptism, you know what I mean? And, like, right, the cult right. size, right? Um, no, so, yeah, it's it's got a lot of, like, religious vibes, and the story puts you, and by the way, you are a customizable character in this one. You can be a man or a woman, and whatever race and you know you'll spend like 20 minutes customizing your face that you'll never see again um i I think that's a first time for the series yes i think so Yeah, customize your forearms right (laughs) um you can customize your character man or woman and you're being placed into hope county montana uh as the new deputy sheriff i believe right in town joe montana yeah and um you know, you it's I, I'm assuming the story is like you're an outsider. You don't know what's going on. But uh oh, religious cults acting up. What are you going to do? I'm actually all right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm actually somewhat for one. I'm excited about this game because I played far. I played so much Far Cry three and I played and beat Far Cry four. But, you know, this game needed or the series needed kind of a shot in the arm. It was getting kind of stale. If they made just another one of those games 
with all the towers and with like the same three or four <clears throat> different objectives, just re- repeated ad nauseum throughout the whole 40 hour experience, whatever 30 hour experience, I would kind of be very bored with it. Um, the fact that it's in America for the first time is really intriguing to me. Uh, Montana, I think is a good pick, a very interesting pick. I mean, if you pay attention to, um, you know, the news stories out in the last couple of years, like the militia, you know, is definitely like c- kind of comes up here. So it's an interesting pick. I'm surprised sort of, I know, I, I hope I don't sound too naive, but I'm surprised a little bit by all this controversy. Maybe you guys can help shed light on it. Like what exactly is the big deal? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of how I feel too, to be honest, but I'm pretty sure people are latching onto this idea where, it's like, oh, this is Ubisoft's attack on uh, the conservatives because it's trying to paint religion in a bad light where that's completely not the case because they're not saying, oh, look at these Christians. They're forcing people into baptism. No, it's not. It's not like Christians who are doing this. This is a, it's a twisted form of Christianity. Yeah, I mean, right? it's like a cult. Yeah, there's right? there Christian. There's Christian symbolism. You know, you see like the seven sins, you know, like you see gluttony and like sloth mm-hmm. like written around on mm-hmm. the text. But it's clearly like, I don't know about you, but that's not what you see on Sundays when you go to church. You know, like <laughs> at least I hope not. If that's what you see, go call help ASAP. <laughs> but I mean, so the controversy is that people are saying that this is like representing Christianity wrong. That's that's what I've been. Is gathering. that what this, is that what the bullet point is, Colin? Can you chime in at all? Um, I don't. I you know I haven't read too much into it personally, but like the things that I've been seeing was like, so well, it all started because I saw a dude like I I, I talked about it in our Discord chat, but uh, the dude that was like, so okay, they just released a trailer for uh, Far Cry Five. I'm going to give it ten days for someone to write an article about it being racist, and not two hours after someone came out with an out just an outrage filled article about how it was like i think it was something along the lines of like completely like trashing uh hard right republicans or something like that yep um and just just calling out republicans in general and just like uh giving religious people a bad name and blah 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 like you were saying robert well, who's um, getting yeah, who's getting their uh, uh, religious and political views from video games, anyways? Like, where's that? When's that ever been like a first source and like a, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's rated M or and whatever that rating is for rated R. You know, it's an adult story. It's for adults. Don't let your kids play this right. game if you don't want to. And if you want them to play it, maybe you should supervise them and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any kids. I'm not going to tell you how to be a parent. But to me, I'm all about interesting stories. And you know, I'm going to say something controversial here too. But I don't know if those things are true, those claims that people are making that is making fun of the alt-right or this religion or that religion or whatever, but my whole response to that is, so what if it is? Yeah. So what if it is? Like, this is, you know, the freedom I mean, of just, speech. That's just what people want nowadays, man. They want they want to, you know, they want to search out things that can maybe be offensive to some people and just get clicks. Every, just okay, it, yeah, just everyone needs to be alarmed. Everyone needs to be, you know, like, upset about something. Oh, this is this week's exactly thing to be upset about it's, like it's the uh what is it the the offense olympics yeah yeah it looks it looks like a cool game and and montana like i said is a cool setting and i'm in and i'm actually kind of excited to see far cry in america you know because traditionally in some weird um pacific island or south america it's or like something foreign like that land, and, yeah yeah and the last two games foreign like land. you play a white guy and you can't choose the race you have to just be a white dude and you have to kill and murder about a thousand brown people or so like well, that's you know, not true in, in far cry 4 aren't you like nathan Drake. Aren't you half brown in far cry 4 i don't know i'm just i'm making <laughs> generalizations but i'm just saying like 
I played those games. I beat those games. I had fun with it. I didn't take it too seriously, just like I wouldn't take the latest uh, Sylvester Stallone movie seriously or Vin Diesel movie seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's entertainment yeah, and it, and lighten up. And you're and you're playing a video game to kind of escape. You know, yeah. it doesn't. Re- you know, it doesn't at least represent the America that I know. I mean, it. You know, it has true elements of of uh, you know certain parts of, of the culture. I think that's interesting. Make a make a commentary about it. You know, say something. I, I'm interested in hearing other people's viewpoints, you know, viewpoints that I might not necessarily agree with, but I'm interested in hearing them. Yeah, Cause at the end of the day, far cry is a f- power fantasy, right? Like there's no realistic way that like, if you were put in the shoes of far cry three or four, you would not get out of it alive. Like if you Jack Zapata were there, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I mean, no, I'm sure you're a very strong guy. The, the but... first Gila monster that came up, I'd be poisoned and dead in the brush. Yeah. So, I mean, it's far cry is definitely a power fantasy. So I don't look for like that already just makes me stop thinking about realism or how it affects the real world. You know what I mean? It's just like, these are humans in a story and things are going to happen. You're going to shoot some people. They're going to shoot at you and it's fine. It just so happens that this time around, the big bad guy isn't like Joker 2.0 that, you know, lives in a faraway land. It's a crazy quote father that you know is <laughs> whoa get some <laughs> yeah <laughs> that crazy bump in yeah. the mic yeah. <laughs> i mean colin I'm, I'm interested though like you know what are your thoughts are were you offended at all were you like concerned did this no, raise any flags no for you? like it, it's it's just back to that whole thing it's like guys it's a video game like it's i'm not gonna like it's like that like that whole thing even when games like try to offend people i don't really care like uh what was that whole controversy with the game hatred mm. Uh, where it was like, I just want to see people die and lie on their yeah. floor with blood. No, it was, just, you know, it was just trying like, so hard, it just didn't really hit anything. You know, it was it was so intense and leaned one way. Um, the the only problem, the only reason I didn't play that game was because I read a news story that the developers of that had like ties to like certain groups of people that I just won't even mention that I just didn't want to be associated with. So I was like, well, I'm not going to support well, them. I have a choice. I can vote with my dollars, you know. See, I didn't play that game. I don't know. It just it just seemed like a ploy to get, you know, more people on CNN hating on video games than they already do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? See, I didn't play Hatred because it's just a bad-looking game. Like, it just didn't look fun. <laughs> no, that too. I mean, yeah, I it really yeah. didn't look it fun. It just looked like if you just want to, if you're the kind of guy that sits there in the morning, eats his Wheaties, watching all of the... <laughs> Um, fatalities to Mortal Kombat X like just over and over and over again then maybe hatred's for you but it's just me I don't get my kicks like that well even so like GTA 5 is a way better I'm gonna kill yeah. random people simulator than hatred no. was just in terms yeah. of game mechanics I think yeah no I completely agree with you yeah so Far Cry yeah, 5 see, like, oh go ahead no I was just gonna say like in, in, uh, in GTA 5 I don't even like to kill people you know what I do I go in first person mode and then I go on uh brawl streaks where I just run down the street and then as fast as I can sprinting wise and just one punch people in the face. Yep. <laughs> and I just Superman keep punching. And dude, yeah, I just keep Superman punching and see how many people I can get before I get caught by the cops. That's funny. But I never jump in a car. I just run down the street. That's all I it's do. A cool game. We get four or five stars that way, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have, I get up to like three or four stars. We have a serial punch a puncher on the, on the loose. <laughs> but um, yeah, Far Cry 5, I think. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it, honestly. Me too. It, it looks yeah. very exciting. Because, uh, Jack, the place you're at right now with the Far Cry series is how I was at the end of Far Cry 3. I was like, Far Cry 4 looks cool, but it just looks like more of the same. And I don't know if I want that right now. 
Like that's how I felt when Far Cry yeah. Four was released. No, I yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play that game again. They need yeah. to change it up. It looks like they're taking a lot of risks. Um, the promotional material looks cool. The graphics, I'm sure, are going to be awesome. I'm really glad I got a beefy graphics card to handle that now. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, but it, we got a while, guys. It's yeah. not till what February 2018. February 27, 2018. So basically yeah. the end of February. March. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just going to be a reskin. It's going to be no Far Cry Primal's map reskin to look oh, like Montana, uh, which was Far Cry Primal. Primal was, Wars you know what? They like. tried to change up with Primal, but it was what I heard was it was originally supposed to be DLC for Far Cry 4, but then they said, no, make it a whole game. Make it a whole that, game. That's what the people and charge want. sixty dollars for it. That's what the people yeah. need. So, so I couldn't, you know, I just had that impression, so I couldn't really get behind that. That's just too much Far Cryness for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, Far Cry Five, you know, I hope they take chances with it. It seems like they are, and, and like you said, I'm anticipating it for sure. We, we need a Far Cry Blood Dragon Part Two. Yo, I want a whole Far Cry game that's Blood Dragon. But with Far Cry Five, um, what it is right now, I think I they have a lot of potential. Like, there's so much potential in this, right? Because it could have a really, really good story. It could tell a very compelling story, and they can change some of the mechanics of the game to make it feel fresh. So it kind of changes the whole packaging of it. And I think with that, they could kind of revitalize Far Cry. Because right now, Ubisoft's kind of sitting in a rut with their IPs. But this year could look very good for them, right? Because they're going to be releasing information on Assassin's Creed sometime this year. Last I checked, I think it was uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is actually the game that's made the most money. Mm Mm-hmm this year so yep. far which is crazy yep. so it's like it's one of those games where like nah, that's not gonna sell who cares about far like ghost recon wirelands i mean i enjoyed playing it myself and i played it the one night but like it's like you wouldn't think about it but then it's, then you get down to the you know to brass tacks and it's like oh they made a lot of money on this yeah so ubisoft may not be as in a near a bad spot as we yeah i think they are i think it's just i'd like to see their ips keep being fresh you know, if they're going to make so many of these. Games. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. They, I mean, for honor, just fell off the face of the earth. Though, they so. marketed that game incredibly, incredibly well. And I think for honor, honestly, is it, it was it came and gone kind of like I haven't heard too many people talking about it. I don't really know how popular it still is, but it is a great game. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a kind of secret no, fighting is. game. That's a really good, solid game. Like, I want to pick it up. I keep seeing the. Um, the shortcut on my desktop, like, oh, man, do I have time? Do I have time? I, I do want to pick it back up along with so many other games this year, it just points to the larger problem of too many great games, right? Yep. Poor us. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the warrior game where uh, there's no such thing as scabbards. Everyone just kind of holds their sword at their side and their hand on the blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no scabbards in all of For Honor. No, I think, uh, in terms of For Honor, I think it would be one of those games that would really benefit from getting the Assassin's Creed 2 treatment, uh, where they just like like revamped and like just refined everything about it and re-released it, and then it's going to be a huge thing. Since it kind of fell off this time, we'll see if it if it gets a sequel. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think I should probably uh, wrap us up for tonight, though. Yes, yep. that a question. Are you telling? Like, no, I'm forcing you to wrap, wrap us up, up like right a, now, like a present. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could put a bow on it. This is the second time you've done this in my life. No, no, no. The first time was really bad because I said something about candy wrappers and it didn't make any sense. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Colin, let's just end this podcast as awkwardly as possible. Yeah. So um, where can we where can I'm, I'm striving. Where can we find you guys online if uh, we want to follow you? Oh, I thought Jack was going to go first, but I'll go no, first. No, yeah, just I'm, as uh, awkward as possible, please, Colin. Yeah, Colin, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I, told, I told you, I'm striving, man. I'm more really awkward. striving hard here. More. Jilted. More. Anyway. Add boo boo underscore underscore five five. <laughs> Colin Amato on Twitter. Are you messing around? Are you playing with us? 
Con, every week goes by, I learn more and more about you, man. I'm sorry. It's just, I know that's for real, but Jack, your response like, is this hap- Am I in a fever Wait, dream right now? What is going serious? on? Yeah. All right. No, you can. <laughs> no, man. Um, you can find me at Jack Cepeda uh, on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And you can. Uh, no K, by the way. Yeah. The J-A-C. Yeah. Good call. Good uh, call. Okay. Uh, yeah. At J-A-C. <laughs> no, I'm the one making it awkward. <laughs> at J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A. Mm-hmm. And you can find me, Robert, at Pinoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. And uh, that should be it for this week. That's a wrap. I guess tune in next week for another episode of TDP, the Tiny Disc Podcast. And until then, uh, see ya. Tiny Disc. Bye, guys.